Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire, a Steven Universe fan podcast. This is episode 159, and today we'll be talking about the first graphic novel, Too Cool for School. I'm GC13. I'm Sophia. And I'm David. So this was a very cute and wholesome comic. Oh yes, cute is... Well, the second half is cute. Um, there's that There's that first part when Steven first comes to school that's kind of not cute. Yeah, Stephen was not raised under the very strict conformity that American public schools demand from their students, so... And as we see in this comic, a lot of that conformity is demanded by the students. How's it demanded by the students? You see how much they're making fun of him for being weird. I thought that was, like, Mm. genuine... They were genuinely interested. I got that they were making fun of him. I mean, I felt like they were making fun of him, but in a Steven Universe way, where it was still sort of playful or on his side as if they were in on the joke. Yeah, his interactions with the students were weird. It's It's been forever in the show that, that he, since he's had kids his age to interact with, besides... Petey. Yeah, well... Although Petey's really an adult trapped in a child's body. Yeah, we. I, I like the experience of, of getting to go in the school and seeing all these different types of interactions he could have and there there's so many little cute aspects that are so steven universe-esque like connie explaining all the different clicks of the yes i like the anti-click click like all of the clicks are not what you would expect out of yeah those are those are weird clicks but the (laughs) anti-click click is the best Mm, i like the board gamers when connie said that their their table had been declared as a heritage site that was pretty funny (laughs) that's definitely reminiscent of like you know things that happened in my school just like these places revered by students so that was funny i found the end where um even after connie became super popular she still decided to eat in the library to be like very nice i really liked it because you know you would expect the typical ending to be like and then she became popular and was happy the end but like it kind of showed that you know, Connie eats alone, not necessarily because she doesn't have friends, but because she just prefers it. Yeah, she's an introvert. She needs her space sometimes, you know? And I, I really felt that because that was me a lot of the time when I was uh, in school. I just ate in the library because I didn't really care for all the noise that was going on during lunch. Even if I did have uh, friends to eat with, I just like the quiet. So I really like that. That really resonated with me. Hmm. This comic um, did well to represent all the characters as well. Like it, it showed Connie in a very Connie way. The way that they wrote all her lines felt very true to the character from the show, and that 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 was true for for everyone. There was a very distinct Stephen type way of speaking that the author captured. And oh yeah, yeah. Even for definitely. new characters. They definitely had a Steven Universe style to them. Like, I loved the principal. Her, the way that they postured her and drew her stern face. Like, I could just imagine her <laughs> voice. Although it ended up a lot like Connie's mom's voice. But, uh, and, and both of Connie's parents are mysteriously absent from this comic. But that's okay. Yeah. Because we fit in just about every other important character. Even Lars and Sadie get to show up. So, I, I think the author did good with, with capturing a lot of that. Yeah, I find it interesting that um, this wasn't even an episode because this feels so much like a Steven Universe episode. The structure, the characters, the plot, everything about it is like, I'm surprised that this isn't 
you know, something that we saw in season two or three or something. So, yeah, like, mm-hmm. again, kudos to the author for very much capturing the feel of a Steven Universe episode. And as well with Connie's parents, I feel like she would be in a whole buttload of trouble for getting sent to the principal's office. So Even though it was Steven's fault. Yeah, but I don't I don't think Connie's the type to blame Steven or to try and throw him under the bus when her parents are getting mad at her. I, I did like how when she's obsessing over the permanent record thing, she's like, oh, sorry, we can't accept you into NASA because back when you were in elementary <laughs> school, it's like, it's just like, oh, when Connie's the president. Yeah, I thought they, they really captured the moment similarly. Oh, I think she's definitely in middle school. Like, this is middle school, junior high. Connie's, what, 12 and, a, and three yeah, quarters? Yeah, she's 12 and three quarters, so... Yeah, this is middle school, maybe sixth grade, but still. Because all the kids, like, are looking the same age and all that, so... Yeah, we'll go with middle school on this one. Definitely not high school. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, actually thinking about it, the, um... I find the cliques to be a lot more appropriate for middle school cliques than high school cliques, cliques, whatever. Um, Because middle school cliques are very weird. I think, yeah, middle school's like a very weird experience, (laughs) and I remember the cliques being kind of like out there. Right. They don't form around the typical things of just the attractive people or the jocks or the band kids. So, (laughs) yeah. The school safety patrol. Yeah. I'm glad Connie has a, you know, unlike Steven, she's she's actually gaining a group of friends to hang out with. But we'll we'll never see them in the show, probably. Steven's always had his friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Crystal Gems in this. Amethyst and Garnet don't have too much of a role. I definitely like all of Pearl's little moments she has. There's a very season one type Pearl in the beginning when she's explaining the mollusk. I, I like her saying that she's glad that he enjoys pummeling children his own age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, Versus children not she, his own age? Yeah. Like Onion. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, it'd be like uh, the dodgeball episode of Kids Next Door. <laughs> yeah, another yeah. thing about Pearl. What was with those weapons? Oh, the Tonfas? The both I don't know, but it was and the cool. like weird fencing sword. Like, is this a I gem mean, power? A very versatile fighter. Like, can gems summon any type of weapon? They just have their personal preferences. Hmm. Like, is I this canon? No, nah, I mean, you know, another comic showed her entire inner world. I, I don't know how canon this actually is. I mean, remember, Steven got a perfect score on a test, and yeah, you kind of say, oh, sure, he's getting educated in the background, but they've like never alluded to him being taught. In fact, Pearl's like, oh, you want me to teach you? Yeah, I can teach you things <laughs> in uh, Mirror Gem, and that gives the exact opposite impression that Steven is not being educated. I think he got most of his, like, general worldly education from his dad. I think Greg stepped in and gave Steven, like, the actual, like, homeschool thing, maybe brought, like, bought some workbooks or whatever. And actually gave Steven, like, the education that he needs. And the gems maybe gave him whatever education. And by gems, I mean Pearl. That right. Yeah. A galaxy class education. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to a galaxy class starship. Yeah, I like that little mothership. I like the joke. It's like, why would why would you assign your ship a gender? That yeah, that's, that is so Pearl. <laughs> that is so Pearl. Yeah, I mean, like, I would love to see... Well, I mean, 
you'd think that maybe Steven getting an education on the kind of stuff that they teach in school is not an episode-worthy material. I mean, we do, we did have the classroom gems, so maybe Steven does. That is specifically teaching about gems. Yeah, I mean, Mirror Gem was not that far into Steven living with the Crystal Gems. It wasn't even a whole year. So maybe his education after that started getting more intensive. I think he's just the type of kid who would be so excited to get to go to school that would just be he would just be hanging on to every word the teacher said. I think that would explain his performance on the test as just that. No. He's totally invested, maybe? Steven does not strike me as the kid who can sit still and pay attention. <laughs> Listening to Pearl talk about the shards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that was early Steven. Maybe later Steven has managed to... Yeah. I mean, because this, this, this takes place after Reformed, so this is quite late in Steven's Yeah, career, this is late, like, this is... Um, yeah, I guess after Reformed, when we got that new theme song, when Steven is now able to summon his shield at will. Mm. It can be any time, because Reformed was season two? Yes, it, it it was. It was season two, and I remember there being this huge hiatus after that, and we got that mm-hmm. second Steven bomb. But yeah, this is after Reformed, but before they took care of Jasper. Oh, okay. How would we be know before Jasper? And with this outfit. Oh, you're Ooh, right. Sharp so eye. Before, um, crack the whip. There we go. Before crack the whip. So that's a big distance, like a good amount of time passed between that. A good amount of episodes passed between it. So, who knows? Hmm. I I don't think it's beyond Greg to maybe give Stephen those like homeschool workbooks, and Stephen just fills them out because he's a weird kid who finds weird things fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, uh, well, we don't even know what genre the test was for. Yeah, do we ever find out what the class is? <laughs> middle yeah. school class. Yeah, because it is middle school, so it's not one teacher for everybody. I think you do start having, no. like, the math teacher, the history teacher, blah, blah, blah. But um, mm. also keep in mind that Steven is almost two grades ahead of Connie. Two years. <laughs> well, yeah, two years ahead of Connie, and so he could be... Because what is he, an August birthday? He is an August birthday, yeah. He'd be young for um, maybe an 8th grader, but he'd be, he's definitely old for whatever grade Connie is in, so maybe he just... But it's not like Pearl is paying very close attention to the curriculum of the local school system. Well, yeah, but I know that um, topics like algebra are introduced to kids at very specific times, because it's like right when they're, when kids' brains are like best equipped to start learning that sort of thing. Yeah, there's like a, algebra's like a switch getting flipped. You just do not have the equipment to process that until a certain age. Yeah, so maybe Steven has been learning algebra, and they just started pre-algebra, and so he <laughs> just got really good at it. I don't know, I'm still iffy. The show hasn't given us the slightest inkling that Pearl's been teaching him human stuff. No. Well, it wouldn't be human stuff. Like, it, obviously she wouldn't be teaching him a history class. Or maybe it would be like the gem side of history, and he'd probably get a lot more questions wrong. But he... If it's a math class, I could believe that. I could believe Steven's a, a smart cookie. At least in rudimentary pre-algebra. Well, it works for the joke anyway. That the principal ends yeah. up changing her mind. So Because, kids, remember, your value as a person is determined by your test scores. Oh, completely yes. and wholly. <laughs> and only. I wonder if that meta joke was meant, or if you just extracted that from it. Either way, I'm going to say go with it. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, of course, what you do in middle school matters for the rest of your life. I, I like how she was waiting to ambush him uh, on the first day of school in the next year. It's like she knows he won't be able to stay away. Of course. Mm. So she's like, he'll probably be out in the bushes. So I'll just be out here waiting for him. <laughs> I like how she wasn't phased by the um, giant pink uh, alpha predator, apex predator, just standing in the middle of the road. But No, because it's lion. <laughs> the tiny little 14-year-old boy was riding it, so... Maybe she became a fan of the series over the summer, and so she knew that Lion was tame. Mm. Yeah, of course. We we miss the camera crew constantly following Steven around. Well, no, we've been, we've been to Korea. We've seen them animating his show. We, it's true. Yeah, but Steven actually doesn't know about it. Only Greg. Greg's trying to keep it. It must be it must be on a different channel he, that, that he doesn't get. Oh my god, if at the end of the show they freaking pull that it was actually a cartoon this whole time and they were <laughs> no. actors. No way. <laughs> Pearl like peels off the oh. gem on her forehead and it's like and is rubbing the sore spot and it's like, oh I hate how it leaves a mark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's yeah, that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they could do like a fake episode, like I would prefer that a lot more than the Uncle Grandpa episode. That could be a really cute yeah. Um, April Fool's episode. <laughs> I I, th- I thought it was very impressive. There was apparently a very large concentration of YouTube personalities in and around Beach City. If Stephen was able to recognize two YouTubers just sitting in the cafeteria, well, I mean, think about it this way: he may have been like maybe in a Facebook group of it's like, oh, you know, Delmarva YouTube personalities, or he may have seen mm. them and recognized them simply by the fact that they were local. Like, he knew that they were local, but he didn't know that Connie went to school with them or something like that. Also, in the comic, they called them YouTubers rather than TubeTubers. Oh, I didn't catch that. I'm pretty sure I read it No, they it called it TubeTubers. Didn't they? Hmm. Now, now I have to fact check you. <laughs> yeah, it says TubeTube stars. Uh, what page Ooh, is that? Oh, I hope so. Page 34. 34. Did that, are there even page numbers on here? Well, on Comixology. Yeah, I was oh. reading the digital version, too. Let's see. Oh, you have the physical version. Fancy, oh. fancy. Yeah. Okay. I could hear those pages yeah, was, flipping. Yeah, that was really close to the... Okay, so good. They're tube tube stars. Good. Everything is right. <laughs> well, I mean, there is a... there is a... Deleting the angry email draft. About to be sent to the... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to have to write an apologetic, actually. <laughs> an apologetic email. But uh, no, and then there's a there there actually is a typo later on in the book, but it's like they put in an extra I. Spacefaring, that's what they misspelled. Uh, oh, of course. I think there was even another grammatical error that somehow I noticed, but yeah. So so they so they may have got me on tube tube, but I still got them pegged with spacefaring. Hmm. Wow. One typo in a whole book. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ignoring any typos, how did how did you all feel about, you know, we've seen other short little comic books and, and zines. What do you think about the graphic novel format for Steven Universe? Do you think, uh, like, what do you think of the art style? Did it, you know, I said earlier that, like, the writer captured the sort of dialogue of it all, but did you feel that the scenes played out like a Steven Universe episode or a series of them? I mean, like, do you oh, want yeah. to see more graphic novels? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. graphic novels forever. Yeah, this felt extremely like an episode, except for the one bit of, like, the, the garage sale thing at the end. 
Um, well, that's just a that's just a short. Yeah, that was like, just an indie. aside. Like that doesn't really like that could be, you know, one of those like Steven Universe shorts that we've seen before. Yeah. But um, yeah, I felt like this absolutely played out like an episode. Like I would not be surprised to see this sort of thing airing, you know, as a as a normal Steven Universe episode. But um, yeah, the art style was a little bit different. Uh, they did the thing where they don't connect the eyes, which is something that Steven Universe very much tries to do. Like, the line art in the eyes. Right. And that's just something I noticed, and it kind of, like, made the style look a little bit different. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. I love the the way the artist drew them, and it does still feel very Steven Universe, and the colors and the palette and everything works out, so. I really enjoyed yeah. it. I'd love to see more. I mean, we are getting another graphic novel soon. I don't think it's out yet. Uh, do you know the name of it? It's like, I think it has gravity in the name. Yeah, you're right. That's still a little ways out. Oh no, it is out. Oh, uh, it is. What's it called? Supposedly. Anti-gravity. Huh. Was that not a four-part series or something? That was a graphic novel? Uh, no, 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 no. Here, let me... Okay, Comic Solidity isn't loading, so... How did this one... No, no, it's not out. It's It got pushed back from July to November, according yeah. to Amazon. Okay, I guess I'm like, how did they get that out without me hearing about it? It was what, Gravity? Anti-Gravity. Well, I do know that um, the 8th edition of this new ongoing uh, Steven Universe uh, volumes is released, so the there is a new one, which is uh, number 8, Steven Universe... And it's got, and if you are looking for it or having trouble, it's the one that has a amethyst on the cover. Yeah, it's the one that's ongoing. I hope this one's doing better. I haven't been checking how its sales have been. I think the it, it does a lot better because the stories are a lot more drawn out. I think, like the whole. Well, we can have another episode about uh, all the other graphic novels, yeah. but uh, I don't even see anti gravity on Comicsology. No, it's because it's not out yet. Yeah, usually they have pre-orders, but yeah. Mm, well, they've been really iffy on the release date of that one, so I hope they get it eventually. <laughs> oh, well, any anything else to add about too cool for school? Um, yeah, what can Pearl summon nunchucks? <laughs> like these are the questions. What does it take like a certain amount of skill to learn to summon anything besides your own weapon? Like, what's that going on? How come more people aren't addressing that? Eh, that's because that's again. I I question just how canon this is. Hmm. It's all level two canon. I mean, that's true. which means they're not going to reference it in the show, and anything that happens in the show that contradicts what happens here, uh, the show wins out. <laughs> I think the easiest way is just to assume that she had other weapons in her gem that she decided to use for that some reason. happened to fit her color palette. I mean, she could have procured them specifically for that purpose. <laughs> for that. Hey, I liked maybe. Amethyst being impressed by Pearl's blocking powers. She could have just tanked the pencils, but she's like, no, I'm going to block these. I did... If they're going to do more graphic novels like this, I think the one only part that disappointed me here was that um, I, there's something about the term graphic novel that makes me expect a lot more intricacy in some of the drawings or or a real effort to really put as much detail as possible into it. And there were definitely a lot of frames that were just solid color black backgrounds with, with a character. And I feel like you could take a lot more advantage of the format. It felt like... It was just an extended version of the shorter comics we had where 
the art style got to be a little loose and and not every shot had to be like super interestingly angled so i feel like they could do more there i thought they did really excellent with the fight scene in the cafeteria so in that regard that that gave us something that we haven't seen in show in a while like a really interesting fight that happens in an interesting environment and <laughs> uh, it, it was cool like garnet flipping tables to deal with with it like that that was a cool monster fight but there was also a lot of shots that were just like the teacher saying something or steven saying something and like you could use the format more um and, and and express some more interesting things yeah well how much how much drawing do you want to pay for <laughs> that's, hmm, that's true. true yeah but i found fa- i found the poses in some cases to be a little bit lackluster but i mean you know it's just when you're drawing a comic and, and you know steven universe likes to ha- hire some of the more amateur artists i mean it tends to allow for things to be done quicker and maybe a little bit cheaper but um it does sacrifice maybe more dynamic poses or a more professionally made sort of structure and framing. So, I mean, I think we all enjoyed the graphic novel. We all definitely want more. I hope anti-gravity is real. I hope it comes out eventually. Eventually. Uh, so everybody, all you guys, all you listeners out there, we need your help again. We want to do a trivia episode uh, either next week or the week after that, you know, just soon. And we would like you guys to submit to us your trivia questions that you would like us to ask. So you can go ahead and go over to literacyspirepodcast.tumblr.com and just ask us or just either send us a message or just ask your trivia question. And I will make sure that these guys get asked that question on Trivia Night. Uh, could they also submit questions on the Lunar Sea Spire website? post for this episode uh no because you guys will totally cheat and look at that i guarantee you i will not but okay Mm -hmm. so uh again that'll either be next week or the week after we're we're thinking so until next week i'm gc13 i'm sophia and i'm david leave us a review on itunes later everybody our opening and closing music is by james roach for more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.